Hi, and welcome to the Southern Connecticut Church of Christ podcast. We've provided a collection of sermons, our midweek lessons, music, and many more tools to help you grow in your walk with God. We are living in an unprecedented and challenging time, but we invite you to listen in and be encouraged as we fight through this together. Be sure to subscribe and feel free to share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Thanks for listening. Good morning, everyone. My name is Patrick Genova. Uh, my wife and I serve in the Youth and Family Ministry here for the Southern Connecticut Church of Christ. And uh, it's a privilege and an honor uh, to be speaking with you guys today. We had an incredible winter retreat. Uh, it was called Love in Action. Love in Action. As you guys know, our theme that we're going through is renewal. And uh, this month is Renewed Love. And so it's a perfect theme for us to go with, right? This idea of love in action. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, you know, guys, teens, a lot like us, a lot like many of us, but probably even more so, I believe they have an idealistic way of viewing the world that I think is cool. Like, I think it's awesome. And they hate to see people in pain. They hate to see people hurt. Uh, one of the speakers at the teen winter retreat, he pointed that out, like probably more than any other generation, uh, the teens of this generation, they hate to see anybody else in pain. They don't like to see anybody pushed aside or marginalized, and that's something that they're very passionate about. And this retreat was about, okay, we're, we're passionate about these things, now how do, we, how do we translate love into action? And I think that's a very important message for all of us, not just for teenagers, amen? You know, I have a story to share before we get started. So, you know, recently I posted a video uh, in a group, you know, on a Facebook group, and it was a pretty... I was hoping it would be an inspiring video because it talked about from a doctrinal standpoint baptism and uh, maybe we can link it below because it's an awesome video and so I posted thinking you know this is going to help people this is going to be a resource and long story short we just as people find anything to argue about right like especially on social media so before I know it I'm in this like full-fledged back and forth um, I'm try I'm praying through it. I'm, I'm trying to respond like, how would Jesus respond? How would Paul respond? I'm trying to ask myself all of these like theological questions as I'm doing it. I even had uh, Nori texted me. It was like, hey, bro, you know, hope you're doing okay, kind of thing. And and don't don't feel like you gotta you know engage with this person. And so she was trying to look out for me, and uh, I really appreciate it. But it was just full on back and forth, and. And I just felt like, man, why are we like this? Like, why is the world like this? Why is the internet like this? Like, why, <laughs> maybe it's my idealistic thinking too. Like, man, why can't we all just get along? And I don't know if you ever feel that way. You know, why, why are things the way they are? Why is there suffering in the world? You know, why are people homeless when there's plenty of money uh, to go around? Uh, why are certain demographics oppressed throughout history? Like. It doesn't have to be this way, right? I think all of us know deep down, like, man, there's an alternative, right, to doing things the way uh, that we do things. And I felt that way, even in a small way, right? This is like an online situation. It's not, the stakes aren't large uh, by any, you know, stretch of the imagination. It was just, uh, you know, I posted a video and I guess some people maybe didn't like it. But, you know, it, made, it got me feeling like, man, you know, things could be different. And, um, 
You know, if you ever ask yourself that question, why are things the way they are? Here's an answer in Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and the death through sin, and in this way death came to all people because all sinned. So a long time ago when God set everything up, it was meant to be amazing. There was the Garden of Eden and his first people. He had Adam and then he gave Adam Eve and it was supposed to be this like incredible relationship with God in the garden and everything was awesome, right? And then disobedience and sin came through Adam and now we all are part of this fallen nature. And really it's, it's also come through all of us because I know we're tempted to always blame Adam, like it's Adam's fault all this stuff happened. But it says that all sinned, all sinned, right? So we, we made the same mistake Adam did. And if we were there, and, and, and we were there in a sense, because if we've ever sinned, then we've done the same thing Adam did. Hope that makes sense. So we're all a part of the problem. The reason why things are the way they are is because of sin, right? This is, this is, this is the answer to the question, why can't things just be different? I want to read a story really quick about, uh, that's just a powerful story. We all know it well. It's the Good Samaritan. And we've all seen this story play out in our lives. So I'm going to read this in Luke chapter 10, 25 to 27. I'm sorry, 25 through 37. It says, On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this, and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. So this expert of the law was, was more concerned with the question of who is my neighbor rather than asking himself, how can I be the best neighbor I can be? And so Jesus goes into telling him this incredible story that breaks a lot of barriers, social barriers, ethnic barriers, all kind of things to show him Rather than looking at the nuance of everything and trying to get all technical, just focus on love and action yourself, personally. And it's a very convicting message. And the first thing I want to talk about today as we kind of get into this is that it's important for us to remember as we look at love and action and love being a verb and love being action itself, we have to remember that Jesus took action first. Jesus took action first. So as we look at this passage, you know, we read it and we think of ourselves as maybe we're the person on the road or maybe we've seen somebody else pass by a person on the road or maybe we get mad at the people that pass by people on the road, right? Because uh, in our self-righteousness, we can get mad at the priest and the Levite, like, I would never do that. When meanwhile, probably all of us have at one time or another. 
But in this story too, we are the person on the side of the road and Jesus came to help us all in one sense or another. In Luke chapter 5 verse 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God saw us on the side of the road, beaten up, bruised, bloodied, robbed. And he did something about it. He stopped. He didn't just pass by us in our pain. He actually sent his son to die for us, to help us in our pain, in our lostness. You know, Jesus first loved us. God first loved us. He showed love in action first. You know, one day I was going to catch a train and go to New York. I had this really important appointment I had to make and I had to be on time and I get to the train. It's going to come in five minutes uh, from the metro right here and it was the Metro North. And um, so, so I get there and I realize that the uh, mag strip on my car didn't work anymore. And the train's coming in five minutes. If I miss this train, I'm missing the appointment. And it was really important for me to be there. And um, so, so I, I asked, I had no other option, you know, but to ask a few people hey, can I like Venmo you? <laughs> you know, can I Venmo you? And like, you just like, you know, pay for my ticket. I'll, I'll send you the Venmo before, you know, da da da. So imagine that, right? People looked at me like I had all kind of like, like it was before COVID, but people were treating me like I had COVID. It was like, get away from this guy. Like there was a woman with, you know, her daughter was like, oh, get away, you know, like shoo shoo, you know? And I was like, wow, what a humiliating and humbling experience to feel what it feels like for anybody that's asking for help, you know, I, I think of, you know, people on the street that ask for help or anybody that just needs a hand and how easy it is for us to just be like, ah, nah, nah. And it was somebody you would least expect. It was a young guy, probably, you know, 18, 19 years old. And he was the one that helped me out. And I Venmoed him and, and everything worked out great. But it was like, wow, that, he was worried about being a neighbor to me in that moment. And I'm, I was just so grateful to him that he was willing to, to help me out because I was able to make it at the end of the day. You know, God helped us in our pain. I don't know if you've ever been in that situation where somebody looked out for you in the perfect moment, but that's what God did for us. It says, while we were still sinners, while we were on the side of the road, he stopped. He cared enough about you. He cared enough about me to stop and do something about it. That's a powerful feeling. I was inspired. All the teens, I, we, we talked with the teens about who in your life is somebody where you've seen love in action. It was so touching because I almost was like tearing up in these D groups because all the teens, like they shared about their parents. You know, they shared about their mom. They shared about their dad. They shared about how hard their dad works. They shared about how their mom is just with them through everything. And just they, the, these teens, they recognize the sacrifice. They recognize love in action, even if sometimes it doesn't feel that way. So I just wanted to share that as well. Love in action is all around us, but unfortunately, and this leads me to my next point, there's a lot of love in action. There's a lot of love that's lacking action, right? Quote unquote love. And that's an oxymoron. Love and inaction cannot coexist because love is all about action. Love without action is why there's so much pain around us. Love without action is why we can why we even ask the question, why is this here? It's because we walk by each other's pain in this life so often. And sometimes it feels like there's too much of it. I don't know what to do. We have all kinds of reasons why. But so much of the suffering around us is because of a lack of action. And we're all a part of that. You know, have you ever seen somebody upset, hurting, in pain, discouraged, and you saw something wrong, did nothing about it? We're all a part of this fallen nature, unfortunately. 
Who was a neighbor, ultimately, to the man on the side of the road? It was the one who helped him out. In James chapter 2, verse 15 through 17, it says, Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by actions, is dead. So it's talking about, really about faith, right? That if we claim we have faith in God, that there will be action, right? Like we'll change our lives, we'll be different. We're not going to be hypocrites, you know, claiming Jesus in one sense and then going out and doing all kind of stuff in another sense, right? But it uses the illustration of, it's just like somebody tells you they're going through it financially or they don't have a jacket and you're like, all right, I'll pray for you in your jacket situation, right? Saying that there's not an effect to that kind of love. There's not an effect to, to that kind of faith. I remember... Uh, being in high school, I saw an acquaintance of mine. I guess that's maybe my justification. I, uh, maybe I didn't consider him my neighbor, right? Uh, and I definitely missed the point. But I saw him getting, he was getting into a scrap with this guy and he was, and he was, uh, he was actually choking him. This guy was choking him against a locker. And I was like, eh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have time for it. You know, I walked by the situation. You know, I saw it and I was like, man, I'm, I could have just one minute, if I was walking one minute earlier, I wouldn't have even seen it, you know? But then I saw it, you know? And, I, and I, it's like, man, how many, to all, how, how many infinite times does that play out in the world, right? Just that, that small scenario. You know, there have been times where I know somebody could use to hear the good news of Jesus in my, in my you know, 10 years in this walk as a Christian. Uh, and there's times where I realized, like, man, this would be a great moment for this person to hear about Jesus. They really need to hear about Jesus. And I walked by. We've all been there sometimes, right? We've walked by at different times or another. But we know what the standard is. And that's what's important about being Christians, is that we know what the standard is, and we'll never be okay with walking by. And if we realize that we've walked by a situation, we're going to ask ourselves hard questions like, why? What about me allowed me to walk by? Was, I, was it because of cowardice? Was it because I was too busy? Was it because I had boundaries on boundaries that kept me from, my boundaries kept me from loving anybody? You know, why are the reasons sometimes that we walk by? We can't make excuses for why we walk by the pain of other people. We can't blame the church for calling us to be disciples and actually give something. We can't blame, you know, our Hope Worldwide chapter for asking us to serve just because in the reality we're tired. And I get it. We, we got to have balance. We got to, you know, understand this. And, and you got to ask yourself where you find yourself on this side of the spectrum. But it's important to, to make sure that we are living up to the standard that Jesus set. That we're going to love and we're going to have love that is action. The last thing I want to talk about today is that love is action. And shout out to Siobhan Campbell. I took a few of his title points. And because, uh, like I said, it was an awesome winter retreat. You know, the neighbor was the one that took action and actually got involved. He got his hands dirty with the pain that he saw around him. He said, there's pain in this world and I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to stop. Yeah, I probably have an important meeting to go to, you know, whatever. But I'm going to stop. This is, this, is, this, is, this is happening for a reason. This isn't a coincidence that I came across this man on the side of the road and he stopped. In 1 John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. 
If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with action and in truth. That's some hard-hitting stuff. Let's not just talk about it. Let's actually be about it. Let's be about helping our brothers and sisters, getting our hands dirty when we see others that are going through it. And if we all do this together, then we can avoid the burnout or the compassion fatigue. So it's not necessarily, you know, four or five or six or 20 people that are trying to, you know, spread this love of Jesus. Like all of us have to commit to this collectively. And no one is not going to feel the love of Christ if we all commit to it collectively. I have a couple examples. I want to shout out a few people. Uh, I want to shout out Kyla Devlin really quick. You know, uh, she joined this group. They're doing this thing called Letters to Rose. And uh, they're getting letters from different people that they can send to elderly folks in nursing homes that deal with loneliness and isolation, especially right now. That's her way of taking love in action. And it's awesome. I got to shout out Jacqueline Rita. I know Deanna and Jacqueline, they make these sandwiches before they go out because they're just prepared. They want to be able to help somebody in need should they come across somebody. We have an amazing nonprofit chapter here of Hope Worldwide, and they've really been fighting hard to help us as a church see the needs behind food insecurity, which is rampant. And they've been doing a phenomenal job. I think about Disciples in Motion. You know, people in our church saw the impact of grief and barriers in spirituality and emotional and mental and every other kind of barrier in spirituality. And they said, we're not just gonna, yeah, we're gonna pray about it, but we're not gonna leave it there. We're also going to create a group to help people in a meaningful way deal with this. I think about, you know, what we've been talking about lately with diversity and inclusion and, and people on the margins and, and those not feeling like they're, they're included, right? And so we can pray about those things, but it's so encouraging to see we now have a squad team that's devoted to cultural diversity and inclusion, to making sure everybody feels like their family. This is love in action. I'm proud to be you know, a part of a church that, that practices love in action. Let's have an active love ourselves personally. Let's focus not on, man, why weren't you a good neighbor to me? Why didn't you look out for me? But let's ask ourselves, how can I be a good neighbor? How can I be a great neighbor to somebody around me? got to have that active love. If you know someone struggling spiritually, help them out. Don't wait for somebody, you know, with maybe more experience or whatever to come around. Just give it the best you got. You can do this. You can help somebody in need yourself personally. I just got to share this too. Before, you know, we can begin to make any real lasting impact in this world, you know, we first need to change ourselves. And that's, that's, it's just a hard truth that if we want to make change, it's got to start with us. To undo the radical act of Adam in Genesis in the garden, God did something radical by sending his son to die. And now we have the option of doing something radical as well. And that's dying to ourselves, repenting and being baptized. This is God's plan for combating the evil that we all hate in this world, that we like, why is this happening? God's plan is for our transformation, one soul at a time, changing. That's how we're gonna eradicate evil. That's how he decided it's the best way to do it because it involves a free will choice. Is your soul 100% committed to God right now? Because if you really care about the suffering in this world, then the first thing we have to do is commit ourselves to no longer being part of the reasons for why suffering exists in the first place. 
And that starts with following Jesus and committing ourselves to this path of love. And that's, that's the only place we're going to have the strength to do it as well. You know, we can ask ourselves today, what might stop you or me from having this love in action? What would have stopped you if you put yourself in this exact same scenario? You know, walking along this road, going somewhere. What would have stopped you? For me, it might have been, you know, I have to be somewhere and I got to be there on time. And I'm busy and I'm in a hurry. And I was thinking about it lately and I was reading a book and it was really inspiring. Start looking at interruptions as God's providence. Like, look at an interruption as that wasn't a coincidence. It's not really an interruption. It's God doing that. This person's not interrupting your schedule. God has sent them there in your life. What is the reason that we might stop? Let's not lock ourselves in these, these prisons of excuses that keep us from having love in action. And like I said, we, we've all blown it. We will blow it. But what is our standard? Are we going to make excuses for it? Or are we going to really try to grow? Even though we've created this mess we find ourselves in, you know, God did not leave us here to deal with it all alone. He came down to help us, to show us the way. He sent His Son, and if we follow Him, if we really believe in Him and really repent, through God's grace, the transformation in our lives can begin a chain reaction in changing the suffering all around us. So I pray that today we make the decision to really think and reflect on this and be people that really practice love in action. Thank you, guys. This has been an episode of the Southern Connecticut Church of Christ podcast. Please subscribe so you can keep up to date with the latest podcast.